you for listening to Fit Inspired Mama Podcast. This is your host, Nishma Karim. Today is season two where I start interviewing men. The number one question women have when it comes to men is what do they really want from a relationship? Of course, there is many answers to this question and there is no way everyone will answer that question the same way. So come on in and let's see what these men really want. See you soon. Thank you again for joining Fit Inspired Mama podcast. Today's episode for season two, I have brought in guest speaker Ali Samji. Why? It's because he's a close friend and all his answers come directly from his soul and his heart. And I'm excited to have him on here because there's always questions to ask not just one, but many other men about what they really want in a relationship. And today I had to ask him what he wanted in a relationship. And the answers are honestly so true and authentic. And I just loved our little conversation we had. So I cannot wait for you to hear his conversation with me when we talk about what do you want in a relationship. Here is Ali Samji. I am so excited for episode two, season, sorry, this is going to be episode three, season two. And this season is all about guest Ali Samji. And the reason why I'm so excited that he's here, like I said before, this man is very close to me. He has my heart. He's sweet. He's an incredible person. And I don't know if I could have this conversation with anyone else but him today. So thank you so much, Ali, for being here. And thank you for bringing your smile to us and being on my podcast today. No problem, Nish. I can't help but smile when you are around. Um, I'm uh, really excited to be here and, uh, yeah, you couldn't have said it better. Our soul to soul connection is, you can't put it in words. No, you really can't. And if anyone understood that, that would, that would be amazing. I just want you just to introduce yourself. Who you want, why do you think I brought you here today? Why do I think you brought me here? Cause I'm super intelligent. No, um, super good looking. Um, no, I, I. First, let me introduce myself. My name is Ali. Um, I was born and raised in Nairobi, Kenya. I moved to Canada when I was 14. Uh, From 14 to obviously graduating high school, I went to school here. So a big part of me is is defined by that. Um, You know, immigrating from one country to another. Um, I feel like I had the best of both worlds um, where, you know, in, in Kenya, um, you have the luxuries of having maids and you have the luxuries of having um, chauffeurs and security guards, your personal security guards, but you don't have the safety of walking outside after five o'clock by yourself. Um, you don't have an ambulance show up five minutes after something goes wrong. And then you come to Canada where all those luxuries that you have in Kenya are taken away from you. You, you can't afford a chauffeur you can't afford a maid those are luxuries now yeah uh, but you can walk on the street safe but you can um you know you can do what you want to do and be safe so um i'm spending a lot of time talking about sort of my background of where i came from and how i grew up so that you can understand i've had a chance to live both sides of the grass and it's never green um, until you realize that both sides are wonderful and you come to, you know, you come to love both sides, if that makes sense. It, it totally does, because today's topic is exactly, exactly what I'm going to be talking to you about. Because, again, same thing is, what side of it is more greener than the other, right? 
It's basically what men want in a relationship. So you can tell me that question in a short sentence, if you can, is what do men really want in a relationship? What do men want in a relationship? How do you, how do you put that in a short sentence, Nish? You're, you're putting me on the spot here. I don't think I can do it in, in, a, in a short sentence, but uh, I think in, in order to answer that question, you have to think this way. Men are logical and women are emotional, right? So right off the hop, you are starting off with polar opposites. <laughs> and and I, I think what men want is women to relate to them from a, a logical standpoint, uh, from a cerebral standpoint, first and foremost, uh, and then break down those emotional walls. Whereas women, on the other hand, want that emotion first, and then we can deal with the walls later. So I think what men want is a happy medium of that, is that so both sides can feel wanted, needed, and heard. Yeah, I, I feel that too. I think a relationship has to do with two, of course. And each person needs to have that want to be with that person. And I think it's a feeling from internally, the internal feeling that we get in order to be with that person. So yes, that is what men really do want. Do They do want it. But when I say relationship, I'm thinking more about being with that woman, I guess. A lot like uh, being with that woman, I think a lot of women feel they can never understand a man. It's always difficult to understand that person. Why are they so different? Why are they different than everyone else? What is really going on in their mind? And I think that is why I brought you here because that's what, as women, we're trying to analyze men and say, hey, what is it that they really want? Now, introducing one guy and introducing another guy, every single person has a different answer to a relationship. So when I ask you, when you are in a relationship, what are the specific things that you want in a relationship? Uh, what would I want? Well, first of all, I think, um, you know, it, it begins with the appearance. Um, I do believe that, uh, you know, you have to have that uh, spark that catches your eye and you, you feel that, uh, that physical attraction. Yes. Uh, but there has been situations where someone has not been physically attracted to me, uh, but then, uh, or attractive to me. And then after, you know, conversation upon conversation, all of a sudden this person starts becoming attractive to me. Um, so attractive can be defined in two different ways, right? It doesn't have to be an instant attraction, but attraction has to be there. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is, is personality. Um, someone you can, you know, take home to mom and dad and yeah. understand what that situation is like, but yet somebody you can go out on a Saturday night and completely rip it up and act like you're 16 year olds again. Yeah. And, and, and you can do both, you know, you want someone wired that way that can kind of uh, have both sides of, of, of the world. If, uh, if that makes sense. Uh, sense of humor is huge for me. Um, that's a big one. Um, yeah, I mean, you were going to say something, so. That's amazing. I love the sense of humor one because I, I can totally see you have to have that relationship with someone that can make you laugh, that can talk to you. You can always smile with. I, I love that. And attraction. I think attraction is a big thing because when you see someone, I think that first attraction comes through how they look, how they feel, how, how they feel inside, right? And um, their personality just shines through. You can see the most 
good looking person in the world. And then when they start talking, you just, you turn around. Have you ever yeah. felt that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It works both ways, right? It's one, <laughs> one person could look absolutely gorgeous and they open their mouth and you're like, oh my God, what just happened? And it could be the complete opposite where, right. you know, you don't have an attraction to someone and they say something and you're like, oh my God, like this, I, I'm immediately attracted to this person because they said X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. So here's a few questions I'm going to ask you. A lot of women feel that men don't share what they are thinking. They feel they have a hard time getting their partners to share something. So what's your take on that? I, I think it's, it's, it's true. I, I, I'm not going to deny that because I have been in a situation where I was like that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming from um, that personal space I think I can speak to what my experience was I can't speak for all men in general but for me I think it was it was conditioning right um, and it's hard for us to open up because we have been conditioned to not open up um, what I mean by that is you know if you have a small scrape on your on your leg as a young young boy mm-hmm. um, uh, on a on a rugby team you don't get up and say, oh, I have an owie, because otherwise you're, you're the weakest on the team. You don't get up and complain about the little things, even if they bother you. Um, so you grow up that way and you continue being that way. You continue being, this is little, I don't need to worry about it. This is little, I don't need to worry about it. And by the time it manifests in us talking to somebody like our partners, it's already way too big. It's out of hand because there are so many little things that bubbled up. Um, so, so yes, I mean, to answer your question, there is um, uh, a difficulty to get through to us or me the way I was, um, but that was because I believe it was for, uh, to conditioning. So then when you finally realize that this was something that you're going through and this is something that you have been grown up with, how did you make that change? Did you change in order to be able to share the things that are going around with you or going on, going on with you? Were you able to open up? Yeah, for sure. Um, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of work um, because, you know, if you asked that old version of me, would I ever sit here on a podcast talking about the fact that I'm allowed to be weak and I'm allowed to talk about my feelings, that person would have called me weak. Um, he would have made fun of me. Yeah. Um, so sitting here today, um, I think, shows that there's, 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 it's possible to, to get through um, those things. And uh, it takes a lot of work. But yes, now I'm at a point where I can share. I love that. I love that because it's a lot of learning that everyone needs to go through, right? I, I, I tell this a lot. It's there's layers and layers of things that we've learned since we were young. And it depends on how we are able to remove those layers and learn from them in order to open up and to be a different person, not just with ourselves, but with our partners. I love it. So is it true? Do most men think that women are very critical to them? And they, they worry that if they do open up, someone will laugh at them. Have you heard of that one before? Like if you do open up, then your partner might just, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a big one, even for me. Um, I was always nervous about two things. One is, um, will I be laughed at? Will I be judged, right? Um, Am I presenting this 
um, in its perfect scenario? And usually the answer is no. So then I'd rather just not present it. Um, that's number one. This, the second thing is, remember, we're always, as men, regardless of what you females think, we're always trying to impress you. Um, so we don't want to come to you um, with something that's not complete, that's gonna, that's could possibly fail. Um, yeah. So are you scared that if you say something to us, we might get upset, we might get mad, we might laugh? Because usually when two partners are able to talk with each other, we're allowed to be ourselves. We should be ourselves, right? We should be able to be ourselves. And if that is a difficult thing to do, what happens to a relationship? Uh, a relationship struggles if you if you can't find that space, uh, for sure. Um, and, you know, from, again, speaking from personal experiences, um, I've had relationships that have struggled um, because I did not find that space to have that conversation, to allow those little things to happen. And I feel that... Um, you know, they should be able to happen. And like I said, for me, I have asked the why. So I knew it was the what. The what was I couldn't open up. The, the, the question was why. And the more and more I go back to why, it was, hey, this is how I grew up. This is how I grew up understanding what a man should be, right? And, and then having to shed those layers and layers and layers of conditioning and trauma uh, brings out the reality of the fact that it, it's okay for, for men to share. It's okay um, for you to whine about a bad day with your partner. It's, it's, it's okay uh, for you to talk about a meeting that didn't go well, um, even though they don't understand what you're talking about, because it's not about the content of yeah. what you're saying. It's about just getting it out. And once you understand the difference, it makes it a lot easier to open up. Yeah, I totally feel that. I, sometimes I feel though, what ends up happening is that when a man tells you something, or if a woman gets upset with you, for whatever reason, do you feel a conflict starts to happen, where the woman starts to bring up the entire past? And everything just goes with haywire, because now your past has come back, and everything you've done was wrong. And then all of a sudden, now, it's back to this huge fight over something that should not even have happened. Yeah, I call that look over there syndrome, right? Okay. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is if you and I are having an argument and either you or I make a really good point that actually makes sense to both of us, so you yeah. know you're losing the fight, I know I'm winning, but you don't want to admit you're losing, so then you go look over there. And what look over there means is, yeah, but you didn't put down this toilet seat the other day, right? And then it goes from, yeah, well, you didn't put batteries in the remote control. And you keep going, look over there, look over there, look over there, because you don't want to conclude the current subject. And I feel that only happens when there's already a winner determined. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see that happening too as well. That sometimes we, we try to, you know, not allow our partners to blame us for something that we think that we're right about, but then we start bringing in all these other problems just so that we could be right. Is that what you feel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because you want to, because you know, you're going to be right about the other argument. Yeah. So instead of 
admitting defeat in this one, going to bed, you know, laying, cuddling on the couch and just saying, okay, it's over. Let's go cuddle, which is what you both actually want. But your minds, your, your ego wants to make sure there's a winner and a loser. And, and that's where I think the conflict begins. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm always right. You're wrong. You know, and um, I guess the men also feel that they're right and we're wrong. Yet that's where the, the full conflict comes in because we're never in the same boat. It's just like, hey, what was the argument about? What happened? Let's let go of it. Let's try to make it better next time. I think that's where the conflict goes instead of keep bringing in the past and then bringing in everything that actually happened. And then the conversation yeah. just never ends. You know what comes to mind with what you just said um, is the way you spoke just a second ago reminds me of the way you speak to your kids. And in reality, if we looked at problems as if two kids had the same problem and what we would tell them to do to resolve it, most of our problems should be resolved with five words or less. Hmm. But then ego comes out and there has to be this big winner. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, um, the fights happen. So, so just, you know, that triggered me when you said, hey, the way you, you mentioned how it should be handled. I thought, yeah, what if we resolve them? Like we would ask children to resolve them. I think they'd be resolved pretty quick. Our children don't resolve anything. Seriously, they will fight, but they will shout about it too as well and make sure the other person's heard. I feel like when you are living together in a relationship, the biggest issue here that we have is we see each other every day. We talk to, you know, we see each other every single day. We do, you know, most like most families will do dinner together. Some of the families, they work different places. Um, and then they come see each other at the end, at the end of the day. Weekends come along, they're either fighting. The husband wants something completely different. Now, you know, the, the woman, the woman wants something completely different. They're not able to get together and, and come to a compromise. And what ends up happening is when they do have kids, it becomes even harder because now it's not just about them. It's about their kids too, right? It's about what's happening with them has nothing to do with what's happening with the kids. And I guess what ends up happening is the fights happen because they just, they just want to, they just want to fight because they want to, they want things to be right. They just want things to work out. They're stressed. They have anxiety. They have so much going on in their life and they just can't get together and be one again. And I think that is what happens in a relationship when it comes out to that. Because when we talk about togetherness and we talk about being together, you think about two best friends. Yeah. Right. You think about two best friends, two partners that fell in love. And why did they fall in love? They fell in love because they found something really amazing within each other. Right. Now they're together. They're married. They have kids. And that's where issues can come up. Now it's kind of getting boring. You know, I have my kids, you know, when do they ever get that chance to be together? And that's, that's the time I think, and I feel, I don't know about you, that two couples, like a couple should always try to find the time together. Yeah, I think, I think it, it starts with a conversation. Um, and I you. think that's what is missed a lot in a lot of relationships is uh, uh, you guys were best friends at one point before the, the mortgage and the kids and all of that. And if you can go back to that best friend level where you guys just told each other the truth, even if it hurt, you know, you made fun of each other if you looked fat. If you could go back to that sort of level um, and, and just talk to each other and say, hey, this is something's off. Like, I'm not having fun anymore. We need to make this fun. Let's, let's figure out what, 
you want and you enjoy what I want, I enjoy what the kids want, and let's find something that's going to work for all of us so we can go and have just one day that's going to be kick-ass. I just want that one day. And I think what's lacking is, again, and I keep going back to ego, neither partner wants to let go of their ego and go have that conversation. Yeah. And if they have that conversation, they don't come from it from a humble perspective as an, I need your help. I think something is broken. We come from it from a, you never, you never do this. You never do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think if you just flipped it and just came from a humble perspective, I think so much could be resolved because, you know, you're really letting that guard down. You got to put your ego away. I love, I love how you said that. And that you're so right. It's the ego. We all have it. And it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, we all have this ego that we do need to let go. And if we don't let go of that ego, we're never going to be that partner that we were when we had just first met. And, you know, in, in a relationship, we always change. And I think that's something else I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, like men, actually. Well, I feel this with men, some, some men, I don't know if, if you do this or not, but they act differently, not just with you, not with your partner, but when their friends are around, they're completely different. And then when their friends are gone, they're completely different. Why are they so different? Why do they have different personalities? Either in home, they're tired, they're exhausted, they want to sleep and they're not ready. But when their friends are around, they're like laughing and hanging out and enjoying and like fucking around. <laughs> but, yeah. but then at home, they're just like, leave me alone. I'm tired. Like, what, what is that? Why? Okay. Um, I think there, there's, there's two parts to that. The first part would be what we talked about earlier and go full circle to what we started with is when you have a conversation with the boys, there's no judgment. Um, even if you're made fun of, it's from a love perspective. <laughs> um, you know that it comes from a, a place of care and never judgment, um, so you go out there and you want to share things. You want to share the funny things that only they would find funny, you know. Um, and and that's that's something that it comes from 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 that place. Whereas, again, if we come to you, we sometimes fear the judgment. We fear the the accusations. We fear the you know this, that, or the other. So that's the first thing is, is going to our boys. There's no judgment coming to you. There may be judgment. Um, that that's sense. the first part. Um, and then the, the second part was, um, lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> the, the second part was, um, is with the boys, there's no judgment coming to you. There's, there's a fear of judgment, right? Um, oh, that's the second point I was trying to make was the other thing is I, I said this earlier as well. And, and I want to shed a little bit more light on it is, is we're always trying to impress you. That's the thing, right? And some of the jokes we share amongst us or some of the things we say amongst us, we won't say to you because we're always trying to impress you. There's a level of respect we have for you. Um, there's a level of love and care we have for you. So it doesn't come from a place of you're not important. It comes to, from, uh, from a place of you're very important. So it allows me to share these things that I, I don't need to be sharing with you um, because of, of where we come from. Really? Okay. I like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> I like sure. that you said that we're so important. I really do. I, I really yeah. like that. 
Uh, I love that. But um, this is what we feel when they come home after, you know, having some funness, fun, you know, they drink, they had such a good time. They're, you know, they're laughing, they're joking. Everyone's like, damn, he's such a good person. You know, he's always laughing. He's always like, he's always a good guy, you know, and then he comes home and he's like a completely different person. There's no more laughing. It's more about, I'm tired, I'm exhausted and, you know, throws his stuff around. And then he's like, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to go to sleep. And well, what happened to all the laughs and what happened to all the jokes? And, you know, why is yeah. it different all of a sudden when he gets home with me? Like, why are we still not the same? That's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of women that have, have come back and said, you know, yeah, they're so different. You know, they'll come home and it's like as if I just found someone else in my house. It's not the same guy that we had gone out with. I gotcha. Um, yeah, I guess from the day to day, I think it's just what we talked about earlier is having that conversation and, and being able to ask that from, from a humble perspective, right? Which is, hey, can we talk about this? Can we, why is this happening? Why is it different? Um, but not from a perspective of nagging, from a perspective of, of, I think something is broken. I really want to fix it. Let's talk about this because I want to understand why you're not having as much fun with me because it's a hurt to my ego. It's a hurt to you because you're not having a good time. I want to fix this. I like um, that. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I think it's important because I think what happens in a relationship is, is, the day-to-day becomes mundane, right? You talked yeah. about being together all the time. Like, I don't want to tell you the same story every day. I don't want to talk, hear from you about the same thing every day. You know my routine, you know this, you know that. And then it just becomes, you slowly separate and you stop talking, right? Yeah, what, it takes, what it takes is somebody to come back and ask why, but not why from a nagging perspective but why from a humble perspective? I think anything can be resolved, like I said earlier, in a very short period of time, if you go to somebody with a humble perspective and say, hey, I am being hurt by this. I believe you are being hurt by this. Let's fix it. I know you love me. I know I love you. There's this problem. Let's resolve it. I love that. I really, really do love that because that really makes sense, especially when you are trying to have that conversation with that person. And that is absolutely amazing. This is my last question I have for you. And it's on all my podcasts for season two. And I think it's a really important question because it's one of the biggest things that we as, as partners and as relationship is, is important. And I think it's sex. When we talk about sex, we talk about two people that love each other. Yet I feel sometimes, and not just me, there's a lot of women that say it too as well, that men want it way more than women. And it's, it's, it's never enough for them. So when is sex ever, ever enough for, for a man? I don't think uh, there (laughs) is an an enough button in in the module. Like I don't, I don't think it exists. If it did, it broken, lost in space, it's gone. Um, There is no enough button. Um, That's the best answer I can give you. So what does sex mean in a relationship to you? What is sex? Like, is it just 
two people being together? Is it just for fun? Is it something that it just intrigues you to be with someone? Um, is it uh, a really important aspect to have in a relationship? What really is the bond when we talk about sex? See, I used to have a controversial belief and my belief used to be is that uh, sex and emotion are separate. Um, and that's how I used to, used to think as, as you know, an egotistical male um, in, in my past. Um, and, and now I believe that it, it needs to be a marriage of both. Um, men are logical and, and women are emotional. I, I go back to that, right? Um, men are turned on by their minds first and their second head second, despite contrary belief, right? They think of something, then little guy does something, right? They, they see something, then little guy does something. It, it starts here and then goes to the secondary head versus uh, women want the, the cuddles, the touchies, the feelies, and that's what gets, that's important. And I think it's, it needs to be the perfect marriage of both. I think uh, the, the, the female needs to explain that this is why I need what I need. This is, this is how it makes me feel. This is what it really does for me. This is how much I want you after you do that for me. And men being cerebral are going to go, oh, I hear something I like you know, me happy. <laughs> so, so I, I think there has to be a good marriage of the two. And, and if you looked at me in the past, it was, no, I'm cerebral. You have to get me going through wearing something or saying something or doing something. <laughs> Whereas women were like, no, let's just cuddle and see where it goes. And I think a perfect marriage would, uh, would, would bring perfect sex in, in, in a, in a long-term relationship. So with no sex, you think that a relationship has nowhere to go? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the commitments you make to each other, especially if it's a monogamous uh, commitment, right? Is it's, it's a commitment to also um, keep, keep each other happy sexually. And, and when that goes away, there's it's sort of a, a breach of contract. You know, there, we talk about a lot of contract, you know, uh, um, till that do us part, ETC. Well, you know, I, I think a big part of that is all of the little things you used to do for me as well, or I used to do for you, whether in the bedroom or out, they, they matter, right? And I think if, if that stops, then yeah, um, things will start breaking because if one chemistry or one uh, contract is breached, you know, for lack of a better word, then others will start becoming okay to breach. And, and that's where a relationship breaks down. I think both, both parties have needs and they need to be communicated and, and uh, delivered. I love it, Ellie. I love everything that you're saying. There's one thing I do know, and you're very right, is when two people are together and there is a soul-to-soul -soul connection and there's a relationship, sex is a really important thing. Though I feel sometimes men want it a lot more than women. Women can cuddle for hours and hours and hours without having sex. And a man can uh, always thinks directly into having sex compared to just sitting there and just cuddling. And I think that's one of the biggest 
things that we go through, it's like, Hey, can we just cuddle today? Or can we just relax today? Or can we just enjoy each other today? Or can we just look into each other's eyes and, and just kiss or talk or having a conversation or sit and hold hands yet that triggers them into just wanting to have sex. Whereas women just want to be there. Right. Yeah. So those are the two different things. When I look at it, it's like, you know, though women are completely different, so are men. And so far I've noticed that when we have these conversations with men and women, yes, women are different. They're not hundred percent what men think that they are, but as women, we're also having difficulty understanding men. But at the moment, it looks like we're really very similar. There's so much similarities between us. And so talking to you and talking to a lot of these other men that I've been talking to, honestly, we both want the same thing. We just want to be equal. We want communication. We want to be loved and we don't want the past to come back. We always just want to focus on the future and we just want to keep our conversations in today's moment. And if we do have an argument, can we just argue about what we just, what just happened? We don't need to argue about what happened 20 days ago or 30 days ago or just yesterday, I guess. Right. So I think that is really important. And you brought a lot of that aspect into this conversation. So thank you so much. And I think this is going to be an amazing podcast to listen to for a lot of women to say, hey, you're right. You know, men are, yes, they're different, but we're almost very alike. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, that, you know, you do know that a lot of these women are going to be like, oh, my God, let me ask Ali some questions or, hey, you know, can I get a hold of Ali at some point? I don't know. Are you up for it? Are you okay? People want to contact you through Facebook or for Instagram or any kind of social media? Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Okay. So where would they want you to contact you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't give it up that easy. I wanted you to work for it a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, um, you can contact me via email would be best or Instagram. Facebook is fine as well. Okay, and your email address? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you work super quickly. It's <laughs> oh, Nishi. <laughs> Ali.soundry at gmail.com. Thank you. I do have your Instagram and I do have your Facebook, so I wasn't worried about that. I will put that in the description below. So at least, you know, if someone does say, hey, I would love to talk to Ali or... I have more questions for Ali because honestly speaking, I don't know if he's telling the truth, but you know, of course you are just saying, I'm so happy you came here just to taking, you know, taking your time and putting this time together to talk to me. It really means a lot to me. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, you know, answering those questions with your heart. This is going to hopefully help a lot of women out there just to, uh, just to kind of get an insight of, yes, this is true or no, I still want more information. So we'll see what happens. Thanks again, Ali, for being here. And thanks for everyone that's listening. If you are listening on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you are use, listening to this podcast as well, make sure that you, you know, leave a comment, subscribe, let us know how everything goes. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again.